Eternal Dirtles is a podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games and supporters like you. Come to our Patreon at patreon.com slash eternaldirtles and support us. Thanks. Stitcher Supplier is milling over three. Gak, gak, gak. Sacrifice it to cabal therapy. Gak, gak, gak. You know who's delving graveyards? None other. So can both them creatures then? No mana spent. Sup, Delver? Cast Gak on the sack. Gonna temple shit up. 8 8. Don't play. True name shit out of luck. Van Hammer. Did I stammer? RD done slipped up. We legacy in this necropolis is running them up. Black creatures, new features, straight up casting the gap. Convoking, shit spoken, as a matter of fact. Your Karaka stops his nonsense in this moment for show. But this gack can still gonna happen, your life totals no more. Opponent shrugging, they got nothing and conceding the game. It would serve y'all well to remember the name. Oh, gack, he attacked, coming back for some more. This format shakeup isn't ready to get gacked to the floor. What you doing? Stop the brewing and start casting the gack. In the red zone, they all tremble, cause they gonna get smacked. Oh, by the way, I got supplier and this hasty bug gas. Time to slip, check the box, go enjoy some shake shack. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Nate Golia and Phil Blackman. How's it going, guys? Good. How about yourself? I almost forgot your last name. That's okay. <laughs> I was like, That's uh... how you know it's been a day. <laughs> yeah, it's been a day, for sure. Yeah, you guys, how was, how was the old uh, game factory today? So you guys work together now. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's going well. I, I, they, they haven't fired me yet, so I guess I'm not doing everything wrong. Yeah. Do you guys like have like a cafeteria? Are you sitting together at lunch? Uh, we do go out for lunch together, but we don't have a cafeteria. We got a really, a really uh, interesting slash long story from the lady who sells us burritos today. Yeah, do, oh, wow. do, I guess it, I guess it means define cafeteria is really the. <laughs> yeah, we got a weird story about Bo Bridges. Yeah, and for oh, those right. of you who don't know Bo Bridges, he's in every movie as the character that sets up the hero's journey that you would never pay attention to. This was what the lady was telling you? Yeah, she's like, lady? her dad, like, met Bo Bridges as, like, a waiter at, like, a dirty dancing style, like, summer club kind of thing. And also uh, Jimmy Hoffa. Oh. And then we heard the story of how Jimmy Hoffa, like, broke the format one time, and it was pretty impressive. Oh, that's cool. Great. <laughs> Bring it right back to magic. Yep, yep. Um, um, yeah, you guys so... want to start out with your tournament? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll go first because mine was pretty quick. Uh, well, let's set up. Let's set up. We were at Good Games <laughs> yep. NYC, which is owned by friends of the podcast. Yes, yes. Uh, Roland and Kevin. Yep. Um, and it was a legacy tournament. So why don't you guys go from there? Yeah. So I hit up. Uh, I hit up Phil to make sure that he was still going. He was. And uh, so I got there, and I decided it's to play follow that. through, boys. Yeah. I decided to uh, play that four-color uh, monstrosity that we were looking at last week. That's got the four Dreadhorde Arcanists, and uh, it's got the uh, it's got Tarmogoyf, got red, four Red and Six Jace. This is like a rug mid-range plus Swords to Plowshares deck, um, which is basically the color category I've been in for the last I don't know for the last like month or two, and I bombed out pretty badly. I I went. Uh, Lost my first round. I got a deck reg loss. That's a uh, that's on me. Deck reg error. Um, then uh, so the next round, I I won my first game, lost my next game, so I was out there. So at uh one, at zero and two, I played against Sneak and Show when I beat Sneak and Show with this deck. Uh, and then I lost to Stoneblade. Uh, and I just want to say, you know what, guys, I get it now. After uh, now that I'm playing mid range. Fuck true nemesis. That's bullshit. It is bullshit. <laughs> there you go. I love it. it. It sounds like you have not quite cast the Gak as often as you should be. No, I didn't cast the Gak. I cast the Gak zero times. I yeah, cannot tap two Tarmogoyes to cast the Gak. You would feel Wait, a lot better a, about Oh, Tiana. Stoneblade. Okay, Stoneblade got the true nemesis down. I was like, sneak yeah. and shout. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Stoneblade deck, oh, yeah. uh, he, he, I countered the first two, and then he played two more. I was like, oh. you know what? Screw this. This is ridiculous. Do you have a? How do you? How can you kill a true name in your deck? There's no yeah. way. 
You yeah. don't have a council's judgment. Nothing. Nope. nope. Yeah. Uh, the, the, it's basically a rug delver deck without Trinity Nemesis. So I didn't have any game against his Trinity Nemesis. I did happen to draw a uh, Pyroblast after the Trinity Nemesis hit the board, so that felt terrible. Yeah, that um, is like the, actually the worst feeling, one of the worst <laughs> feelings in Legacy, which happens all the time. Yeah. Um, you're going to yeah, draw I, land, you're top decking, you draw land, they draw and cast a true name, you draw Pyroblast. I had a grip exactly full of Swords to Plowshares that they did nothing. Um, but, uh, you know, I, uh, I learned I learned a valuable lesson during this tournament, which is that this deck is not my deck. Um, and I think that's that's a, a that's a thing to take in right now uh, during uh, like during this era of of legacy is I'm still looking for the deck that's my deck and the deck that I'm fall, falling back to is the Mox Diamond Miracles Red and Six list that I've been playing for for like a couple of weeks and that I, that's not the deck I'm going to be known for <laughs> you know like I'm still trying to figure out this format yeah I um. See that? I, I uh, let's 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 let Phil go through his tournament mm-hmm. and we can reflect on your tournament yeah. as a whole. Well, I I will say that I have uh, come across uh, a new argument that I'm going to put in the pantheon of worst arguments to justify bad card design. Okay. And that argument is game's got to end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, that's how I felt about True Name. Game's got to end. This card is okay because you know game's got to end. I hate that argument. I hate it. <laughs> Bill, did uh, you play a Galaxy Brain deck in this tournament? Dude, I played, uh, you know, the Urza deck with some changes that I played. And let me tell you, I love the deck, but it's bad. But for some reason, I, I keep top aiding with it. And I'm not proud of it yet. But, like, it's it's doing work, but it's still trash. But, like, I don't know. The results don't match the fact that I think the deck is not good. But, like... If it's winning, I guess that means the deck is... I just don't know how to feel about it, but I am happy that I have more credit, at, uh, more store credit in my account. <laughs> yeah. Um, what were your... So it was, how long was this tournament? Four or five rounds of Swiss? It was five rounds of Swiss. It wasn't very long. Yeah. And you got top eight, and did you play top eight? No, the majority is... Uh, seven people all raised their hands immediately to split because it was a beautiful Saturday. So I didn't get a chance to play against... I think I, I was going to play against Dredge. In the the oh no who would I, would I played I would have played against Lands in the top eight had we played any interesting matchups of note um, I played against Bug Stuff oh no I played against um Bug Ninjas and that was Jordan right that was Jordan uh, he was a real sport he was a good guy he's fun to play against and he had a really sweet a uh, brew that was just, like, maxed out on Abrupt Decays and, you know, slamming down some ninjas, just like, I'm going to clear the way, I'm going to draw some cards, you know, just good stuff plus ninjas, and, uh, you know, any deck with ninjas is going to be fun. Side note, uh, not to call him out, but Jordan was yet another person in this tournament that got a deck reg air. So you're saying that it wasn't just you? It wasn't just me. There were three people. All right, well. At, at the local. Um, how many people do you guys get? Uh, 17. Okay. Yeah, I came in 17th yeah. place. We, we, split the, we split the people. You didn't even make was, top 16. No. <laughs> uh, people coming in, there was uh, this, this same weekend, there was an MCQ in Manhattan oh, that was okay. modern. And so I think we, we kind of split the audience a little bit, people yeah. who wanted a, a higher stakes tournament, even though it wasn't Legacy, they went to go play in that. Um, um, but the, aside from that, like, uh, I still like... Uh, you know, Goblin Engineer recursion against decks that are trying to grind. Um, the the coolest thing that has happened so far is I had Goblin Engineer uh, with a, an Astrolabe on the table, and my opponent cast Standstill. And little did he know that Goblin Engineer is really good under a Standstill. And yeah, so uh, yeah. I won that game. Because you can just... You can just re- re- return the, another artifact to draw another card with the Astrolabe. Yeah. Uh, Goblin Engineer is a pretty uh, nice backdoor draw engine. Not to mention, like, you get to a point after a while that, like, you've got so much value. If all you're doing is drawing cards and not, like, progressing the board, you can let your opponent uh, draw, dr- like, you could cast into it. And, like, the draw three after, like, four or five turns is, is not that big a deal. 
Bottom yeah. must have been pretty stuck to play a standstill into any sort of board presence. I like, think I got Brewer, I got Brewer's advantage. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I was able to just, you know, have a howling mine under the standstill and then pulled way ahead. And then just ended up letting, I ended up cracking it. He drew three, but then I just comboed out on him. Yeah. Which, you know, um, how, it's how it goes when you just, when you get to have two cards to their one every turn. That is good. So Legacy, um, both are still searching for a deck. I'm also trying to find a deck for the Grand Prix. I've been testing a few things. We're not going to get too much into that right now. Um, but uh, I actually am having a lot of fun playing Legacy, which is weird. Yeah. I mean, that's, I should say it's weird. Like, what I mean is, like, um, I just haven't, I've been, I'm, like, 6-0 and against Reanimator in, like, the last three leagues. And, like, if you don't lose to, like, Reanimator, you're, just your mood is so much better. <laughs> just playing, like, just playing pretty well. And, you know, I'm losing to some other decks I wish I could beat, but at least I'm not losing to that. Yeah. So, you know, I've got, it's not like I didn't, like, it's basically like I'm having it every second and third game. Like, I lose the first game and then just mulligan to Leyline of the Void. And with the London mulligan, it's insane. You should all play Leyline. Like, just play Leyline, which sucks, but until they ban Grizzle Brand, you gotta play Leyline. Um, but yeah, I've been uh, I'm having a lot of fun uh, tooling around with some decks, but um, I don't have anything yet. And you guys, neither of you are gonna make it out to Atlanta. Unfortunately, I'm, no, I can't. I'll be there. Oh, you'll be there. Okay, great. That's awesome, Phil. Yeah, I want to so badly. In fact, we should. If you need to, we want a room. We, should, we have to figure that out. Um, I'll tell you what, talk about that off the air. I want to so badly, but I made the mistake of booking a uh, a show like uh like you know like a uh well it's mystery science theater 3000 uh, uh -huh. with some friends uh and and it's joel it's joel robinson's last uh uh last uh tour so i i want to see it i'd like to see it with joel so that's or actually Mike, pretty Mike sweet I, i'm joel about to Mike? look up how old he is and get really upset with myself <laughs> for what it's worth you're probably going to have the better weekend going to Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, well, I'm going to go and lose to Tin Fins twice in the first three rounds. In, in the not too distant future, you probably will lose to Tin Fins. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I would take the over uh, on playing against Tin Fins twice in the first three rounds. Maybe. I know uh, I know some Tin Fins players are coming, but I don't know. Yeah, if they're, they're going to crush me in round two. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I think that'll be fun though. Like, I mean, Joel's that's that's awesome. It actually does not say on his Wikipedia how old he is, so Good we don't have him. to. Uh... Good for him. No, no, he's, he's fifty nine years old. I've seen it's Joel, it's Joel Hodges and then Mike Mike Robinson, right? Yeah. I've seen the show in person, and let me tell you, it is way better to watch Mystery Science Theater three thousand like with a large group of people. <laughs> I mean, we always used to watch it like we used to watch. No, oh, God, we're so old. VHS. <laughs> You know, we'd oh, buy, yeah, like, yeah, the VHSs or rent them, and then, like, you know, 10 of us would watch them at, you know, someone's house. Because that's what we did. That's what was, That was how cool we were. That for for me, Mystery Science Theory has a, has a drastic tie to Magic the Gathering because it would come... So, Sunday was the day I normally played at my at my local. Um, and, you know, 14, 15 years old, I'd have to wait until my dad was, like, ready to drive me to the, to the store to play. It was just open play. Um, but we'd watch Mystery Science Theory 3000... Uh, on like the Sci-Fi Channel, which came on like between ten and eleven, and then at eleven he'd drive me over to the over to the comic shop. Yeah, there you go. So like every single day, you know, every single week, I'd I'd watch Mister Science Theater three thousand. Yeah, it has a it has a. It, what was great about it too is that like, it really uh, informed me of of one like great like great old horror movies, but on top of that, uh you know, my, my, uh, my humor, my like comedy style, like all of that's based on like not understanding what most of the jokes they, they were saying were, and then like slowly getting it over time. It, it probably made like a, a whole generation of, of young dudes like insufferable to watch TV with. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry my brothers. to every, everyone who's ever watched television with me. I apologize right now. <laughs> my brothers and me and my friends, same way. Speaking of, of old things i played some vintage this weekend sick How'd so you i you play i played black green dark depths in vintage with four fast bonds and a bunch of tutors uh and it was great i went four and one Ooh. we cut to a top four and i lost in the in the top four 
Um, the deck is sweet, and it's kind of funny that like I was like I could splash blue into this. It's like you know it's full proxy. But I'm actually I actually could play the deck without any power without um, proxies if CE was legal because I have the the two moxes and the lotus for it. Nice. That's not why I played it, and I still played my proxies. I want to like take my yeah yeah real I cards agree. out if I didn't have to. But like uh, it was kind of cool if they like unban CE by like November. I can play the Eternal Weekend, but they probably won't. Um, here's here's the thing about that deck, uh, Nate, which I think is is a thing to point out, is that the common ways to hate out other decks do not work on this deck in Vintage. No, they do not. Um, and that's that's pretty much why I wanted to play it. I actually really like Dark Depths in Legacy, but I hate the mirror. I'm terrible at it. So I know there's no mirror in, to worry about in Vintage, like... Uh, there were 21 players in the tournament. I was pretty sure no one was going to play Dark Depths, so I didn't have to worry about that. There was actually one other person with a Dark Depths in their deck, um, but it wasn't like their only way to win. Their go-to plan? Their go-to plan, yeah. I had four four Depths, four Stage, four Hex Beach. Like, I, I, it wasn't really based on... Well, I guess it kind of was based on a, like the Legacy deck in many ways, um, but I actually found a vintage Hogak Depths list uh, and then cut all the bad graveyard cards and put in good cards. Hmm. Um, so, uh, like, but you can, like, there's no, you know, mental stuff restricted. You can play four, four crop rotation and four fast bond. Like, that's just a huge, that's huge. Um, and then I had demonic and vampiric tutors, uh, plus uh, an Elvis Reclaimer, two Deathrite Shaman, a Collector Oof in the main deck um, with two Green Sun Zenith and a Gaddic Teague, a Ramanop Excavator, a, uh, and a, a Plague Engineer, just in case, like, I ran into a bunch of monks. Um, and the rest of the deck was duresses and crop rotations. Um, I don't think there was really anything else to say about the spells. Oh, I had four uh, four removal spells because I kind of expected a lot of people to play like um, like Narset decks, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, people just like kind of play that kind of stuff in vintage because they get like addicted to drawing cards. I thought there'd be like more decks in Narset, so I played three of Rough Decay. And an Assassin's Trophy main deck, uh, and then the, and I also had um, a a Bojuka Bog, a Krakus, a Glacial Chasm, a Nurturing Peatland, a Strip Mine, and a Wasteland in my mana base for crop rotation targets. Um, my first round was against Dredge, uh, and like, let me tell you, he had a bizarre and turned one in every game, but I had the crop rotation for Bojuka Bog into Strip Mine. Um, in nice. the first game, and that really was just the story. Uh, if you can, like, having access to that in the main deck is insane in Vintage. Um, he won game two on the play, obviously. Uh, but, you know, I was on my back foot a little bit. He might have even been on the play in game one, but, um, but uh, you know, he wasn't playing around anything. <laughs> the second game was playing more carefully around stuff. Uh, and then I won the third game. Uh, in very much the same fashion, just like he didn't have any lands or and couldn't get stuff into play. Um, in round two, I played against Paradoxical Outcome. This was the eventual winner of the tournament, uh, Brian Hockey, who has actually won, I think, four out of five of the vintage tournaments this year or something ridiculous like that uh, with Paradoxical Outcome. He's, like, literally won all of them. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I guess you could like, say that the... Paradoxical outcome. I think he's won three in a row for sure, and possibly like four or something. Like it's just he's on like a crazy run in vintage, and like you know I, I in the first game, um, I didn't know he was playing paradoxical outcome. I didn't know if he'd be playing it um, right after the unbannings or on whatever restrictions and stuff. Um, last time, I guess he didn't win with paradoxical outcome one time. One time he won on like a weird Esper deck. But um, I didn't know exactly what he was playing, and I just, like, played out a Deathrite Shaman. Um, he played, like, Mox Jet into top and passed, and I was like, aha, I'm going to get him. And I Vampiric Tutored in my upkeep for my Collector Oof and then played it, but he had the Force and then won. That kind of sucked. Never if I had gotten that down, that would have been sick, but he didn't. I didn't. Um, then in game two, I had a turn to change the Mephistopheles hand. That was my plan. Um, and on his... Um, so I played a land past and on his turn one he managed to like get a bunch of moxes and then have an empty hand and cast balance 
So I lost my second land of my chains and eventually lost. So what can you do? Just yeah. restricted cards get you. Um, round three, I played against Paradox Clockham again. This one went a lot better. This was the draw seven Grixis version. So it was just, um, he didn't have balance, put it that way. <laughs> so that helped. Uh, actually, time twistering and, and wheel of fortuning me is actually I, I play I play out my hand a lot like fast bond drop a bunch of lands you know yeah 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 so like it's a pretty sweet to wheel of fortune me like I'm, I'm happy when you do that sometimes so uh, that paid off at one point and, as long as uh, you get another turn as long as I get another turn but it was like <laughs> it was like the end of a long turn for him and he had like cast wheel of fortune and that just drew me like a bunch of cool stuff uh, so I won that round um, round four was against. Uh, survival, so it's another bizarre deck. Um, so we're two and one. Uh, and this was really interesting. So what happened was I my Glacial Chasm really paid off here. So the idea with Glacial Chasm is that with Ramanop Excavator, Fast Bond, and Glacial Chasm, you can get infinite whatever you want, you know, based on what you've got available to you, if that makes sense. Because you won't take damage from your fast bond, so you can play all the lands you want out of your graveyard. So if you have, like, Strip Mine, you can strip them to death. If you have Nurturing Peatland, you can draw the whole deck. Um, but in this case, it literally just, like, I was like, oh, I guess I have Glacial Chasm against this board of, like, you know, 25 power. So yeah. I played the Glacial, I got the Glacial Chasm, excavator going um and was about i was like okay i just gotta hold on and like you can sacrifice glacial chasm on your upkeep so i was like okay i'm fine i'll just like make merit lage eventually and then um and then uh i can uh just win by flying over it but like i didn't have fast bond so like Every time I sacrificed the Glacial Chasm, I was going to lose a land bringing it back. Um, and so my, my, and my opponent kept drawing Bizarre Trade Mages, which is a flying creature. <laughs> so he like would play a Bizarre Trade Mage, basically mill the top two cards because he had no cards in his hand. Uh, and I'd have to like, let it go, attack, get it blocked, bring back the Glacial Chasm, sacrifice the land so I don't die. Um, then he would like they drew another bizarre trade mage and played it again. I was like, okay, so I gotta let the glacial chasm go, attack with merit lage, they let him block, and then play the the glacial chasm and go down to second another land. So I'm down to like a glacial chasm one. I have like one turn of this I can last, um, and uh, he did not have a third bizarre trade mage. So that was a pretty fun, that was a pretty cool game, uh, and a really cool interaction that you can get um, with uh, with those cards. Uh, round five was against Jeskai Xerox, and this is where Zach, like, just not having, like, same kind of interaction as Legacy really just shows, you know? Like, they've got a couple Swords to Plowshares, but, you know, they're just going to give me 20 life. They can draw the cards they want. It's not really going to do anything, you know, against my yeah. combo. As long as I can, like, stop things from getting way out of control, I'm in pretty good shape. Um, Narset doesn't do anything to me. Like, just, just, unless I like try and do something wacky with the Nurturing Peatland or have a, a Sylvan Library in play. But, but yeah, they were both pretty, uh, pretty quick matchups. Um, they're both pretty quick games. And four and one got into the top four. Played against, uh, Dark Petition Storm. I actually did, I lost the first game, won the second game. And then in the third game, I had a collector roof out. Um, I boarded up to three collector roofs, and I brought in my force of vigors for Bolas's Citadel. But my opponent was able to collective brutality, making me discard a force of vigor and killing my collector roof, then tinker for Bolas's Citadel and win. And I had one of those. I was like, oh well, you know that's how it goes, right? And I'm walking to my car, and I'm like, ah, I could have brought in Graft Digger's Cage. <laughs> A bunch of graft diggers cages in my sideboard <laughs> didn't do it um so that kind of hurt it kind of stung a little bit i was like oh i should have i should have brought in graft diggers cage uh, against those decks just to turn off tinker for citadel and yawgmoss will and just like if, as long as i can untap i could probably make a 2020 and win but now i didn't do it so i did not advance the finals um but i, I thought the deck was great 
Like it felt really, really smooth. The matchups felt really good. I think that the combo matchups are totally, um, are totally winnable in vintage. Like, uh, you, the collector Oof just does such a good job and I even had Gaddick Teague for extra backup. And I think if I like boarded differently and built my sideboard, maybe slightly differently, I think I could have done, uh, done better. Yeah, I mean, that's... Did not get Chains of Mephistopheles into play. <laughs> that's kind of how I felt about, uh, what's it called, uh, uh, just having Collector Roof in your deck, if you're if you're a deck that just, like, wants to stay in the game longer than, like, a turn or two, it just feels so good. Yeah, it's really, it's really good. It's a very strong card. So, I, I bet Phil hates Collector Roof. Because uh, of all the artifact decks you play. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's, I probably hate it just a little bit less than I hate myself (laughs) for having to play decks that that crushes me against. Yeah. No, it's a a good card. It's a fun. It's a a a really good card. It's like really good. Yeah. Um, Yeah, because the decks that really depend on activated abilities of artifacts really depend on them. It's interesting, like, so we didn't talk much about the ban and restricted update when it happened. But they talked about like fast bond enabling decks that would look different than the like average vintage deck because fast bond encourages you to play more lands, mm-hmm. and most vintage decks skimp on lands and play all this artifact mana. And it's true. I registered a vintage deck with seventeen, a plus eight with twenty five lands. That is fifteen <laughs> oh. more lands than I normally play in in my deck. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, and I had four fast bonds, um, and it's cool because then like, I only played, I played a Lotus Emerald and jet and then that was it. You know, I didn't play like a bunch of extra power and it kind of just, you, you kind of have to play the moxes and really they're, they're busted draws. I mean, I, I had a, I had a draw against, um, Jess guy that was mox jet, black Lotus, two dark depths, the glacial chasm, um, an abrupt decay and a Sylvan library. And my opponent mulligan, so I kept it because <laughs> I was going to be on the draw with an extra card. And I drew green Sun Zenith. But, like, yeah, like I still went like Jet, Lotus, Sacrifice for Green, Zenith for Deathrite Shaman, Cast Sylvan Library, which ate uh, Spell Pierce out of their hand, you know. Um, like, the power is still really broken, so you got to play it. But it is nice, to, like, that, you know, you can play Collector Oof in this deck and not, like, feel terrible about it. Like, that's a, that's a real big selling point. Of playing it right now. Well, you also get to just max out on Force of Vigors, right? I did play four Force of Vigors, which is also excellent, though I did, uh, I think I'm going to cut one just because it's actually kind of overkill <laughs> a lot of the times. Like, I, I played a league, a vintage league, and lost to Oath twice in the league. So I played max Force of Vigor, but no one really plays Oath. I don't, I don't know if I had to expect it. It does re- feel really good, though, to pitch a second fast bond to Force of Vigor. Yeah, a lot of people were saying that, like, we're asking, like, well, how was Fast Bond? It seems like it actually isn't, like, the best card, but it is just broken. You yeah, know? like, have they played with it? Well, it's like, if you don't, like, yeah, 25 lands in my deck. Like, if I get a Fast Bond on turn one, it's great. Um, that's like, don't want that, that's like that. that would be like saying, yeah, survival's, like, good, but you have to, like, play creatures. Right. Well, it's more like it sucks if you like have a one lander with fast bond. You don't want to keep it. <laughs> um, but wait, uh, wait, what if that one land though is your waste or your strip, and then you have uh, the three mana creature crucible? Yeah. You have excavator, so you just go lotus excavator. Uh, oh no, you yeah. can't get fast bond. Damn it. <laughs> uh, well, you can on the on the play. You can go strip mine lotus. Uh, excavator or fast bond excavator. Yeah, dude. Yeah, this is why you're play land, you strip it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go that far. Um, but um, but like you want it's one of but like it's like any card that you want four of and want to see on the first turn. You know, like you kind of just have to deal with it otherwise. Like a fast bond on turn one and even on turn two, it can be okay if you have like four lands in your hand. But I definitely had uh, a couple of games where I went like. Land, fast bond, land, land, go. Like, I'm so far ahead on board presence, you know? If you have, like, even something like Green Sun Zenith or Deathrite Shaman, Elvish Reclaimer, 
I was going to say, doesn't it make sense to just like look for the uh, closest cards, like just the cheapest um, cards that uh, draw you a bunch of cards and just try and redo the old uh, gush Lotus Cobra decks? With Fast Bond? Someone, yeah. someone had a crazy Fast Bond deck where they were getting Mind Slaver, but they had set up their infinite Fast Bond combo. So their opponent used their infinite mana, life, and card draw to kill them. Um, that sounds sweet. Yeah, that was sweet on both sides. Like, he couldn't win before the Mind Slaver lock got online. Uh, so he had to get, like, Mind Slaver to then lose to his own deck. Um, yeah, like, people are trying a lot of different things with the four Fast Bonds. Um, I just think that this deck incentivizes you to play the most lands because you want four Dark Depths. And you want four Thespian Stage. So, you know, it's kind of the best. It's interesting, like, well, what would, what if it was Mox Diamond, you know, and you played, like, more Land Recursion? I mean, you could do that. You could have done that. And people did do that in Vintage. I played again, I played a Vintage League against Black Green Depths before Fast Bond was unrestricted. My opponent Demonic tutored for their Fast Bond and obliterated me with Strip Mine. <laughs> with uh, Strip Mine and, like, a Crucible. So, yeah, there's all sorts of cool Fast Bond stuff you could write. I just think this is the... This is the best, but not the flashiest shell for it so far that I've seen. Um, but yeah, vintage is fun. Vintage is a lot of fun. If you, it's not you know, there's a lot of there was a lot of sniping about vintage over the past month. We never played a tournament, one of these tournaments with with uh, Mystic Forge illegal. I don't think. I did. You did. <laughs> I did, and I got trounced by Mystic Forge. Yeah, and, and now Mystic Forge is got its uh, a, a legacy deck around it now. Yep, you've seen we've seen that pop up, and it's it's cool. It's a it's an interesting card. It's just way too busted in vintage. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just it's way too like <laughs> combine that with top and uh, and Foundry Inspector, and it's just over. <laughs> so one one last thing before we go be, we go further into the the deepness of of this is I did get to play. One game of old school versus pre-modern, uh, or one match of old school versus pre-modern uh, against uh, Phil, not uh, Phil, Phil, uh, Phil Wynn. Phil Wynn, yeah. Yeah. The, the uh, tier one Phil. Yes, tier one Phil. Uh, we played uh, my, my Stasis deck versus his Tricks deck. And, Who won? Uh, well, we went back and forth. I got, I, I did eventually get a game, but it turns out it's very hard to beat a donated uh illusions of grandeur for me but it is not very hard for me to bounce it to my opponent's hand as he casts uh uh what's it called it's just that uh the uh oh, sapphire medallions oh, sapphire yeah. medallions are so tough for me to deal with because he gets one mana counter spells with his arcane denials yeah um Let's do our old and middle school updates. Far to you by the Epic Swarm .com. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I actually think Tricks is really irritating to play against. <laughs> in, I I, I like it. Formats. I like it as a concept for a deck. Uh, back in the day when it was actually an extended deck, I hated playing against it. Um, but to the point where I would play four boomerangs and four hoodwinks in, in my in my main deck. In my I was playing uh, Wheel of Fish at the time, which is like a Merfolk deck. Yeah. Um. Do we have an old school update? Uh, I, I finally got my Sapphire. It came in the mail. So that's Oh, cool. yeah. So Zach ordered a CE Mox Sapphire, and it got sent to the wrong person. Is that the story here? Yeah, it got sent to the wrong person. I found that person on the internet, uh, asked them if they would send it back to the uh, company that was supposed to send it to me. They did. That went there. I still have to, I, I promised him that I, I'm not going to name his name, but I promised him that I would, would send him something uh, once I got the Mox Sapphire. So I'll remember to do that. Um, and so it took another three weeks after that for me to get the Sapphire because it got lost in the mail. <laughs> so I can't believe you found it, but at least I did. did. I just went to the, I went to the post office and like begged people to, to like, please check. And, uh, there were three post offices that it could have been at. And I found the right one on my second try.
Um, but, uh, as far as other, uh, other, uh, old school updates are concerned, we have this, uh, great article from, uh, Duelist, Top 25 Magic Combos of All Time. And this was what year? This was, uh, 1999, uh, and I'm not gonna tell, uh, what issue it is, because, uh, I'm gonna leave it for a couple people to guess what the, the, um, we'll, we'll give the number one, but the number two, uh, we should, we should hold back. The number one uh, is is too good to, to not talk about. But uh, starting at, uh, should we just start at 25? Sure, let's start at 25. 25, Land Tax and Library of Alexandria. Busted. Library of Alexandria? Yeah, yeah, because you'll always have seven cards on your opponent's turn. Yeah, okay. Uh, number 24 is, is truly hot. Lore and Thicket Basilisk. That's an old school combo right there. Oh, yeah, it's so good. Um, so number 23, a little more contemporary, uh, Stampeding Wildebeest and Wall of Blossoms. That was a thing. So Stampeding Wildebeest makes you return a green creature uh, to your... Return a green creature to your owner's hand when it comes into play, uh, during your upkeep. Yeah. So that's, that's cool. drew your card every turn. <laughs> yeah, well, this was, this was like, you know, you got a 5-4 Trampler, and you generally would play this as, as another way to win in your trade win deck. You know um, what I really appreciate about this list already? Hmm. The power creep on the term combo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's insane. Well, we're only at number 23. What's number yeah. 22? Living Death and Fallen Angel. You sacrifice all your creatures, the Fallen Angel. And then you get the attack with play. it. And then you cast Living Death. Yep. Because if you cast Living Death, you just lose your Fallen Angel. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you can sacrifice the Fallen Angel to itself. But you don't get all the stuff. This is you, like, you don't get the bonus. Anything's yeah. a combo with living death if you're just sacrificing well, let's, it. Let's see it. what the article says. Uh, Fallen Angel has always been used in a variety of decks because it combines so well with other cards like Enduring Renewal. <laughs> wow. There you go. Uh, Fallen Angel living death combo works like this. Attack, sacrifice any block creatures with two Fallen Angel. After combat, sacrifice the rest of your creatures to the angel. Then sacrifice the angel to itself. With all your creatures in the graveyard, cast Living Death and bring them all back and destroy all your opponent's creatures on the table. There you go. That's pretty great. Uh, here's here's one. Uh, Living Plane and Tabernacle at Pendril Vale. That is played in old school, and brother, let me tell you. It <laughs> it's is so not rude. <laughs> so rude. That turns all your lands into 1-1s? Everyone's lands become 1-1s? With, one, with, an, with an upkeep? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's terrible. Uh, here's a good one. It's a three-card combo. Animate Artifact, Instill Energy, Time Vault. So, this is in a time period when that worked. Actually, that still works. That, that works now. It didn't work for a period of time when you while. had to put a time counter on, on, uh, the... You had to basically... It would only let it work if you skipped a turn. But, but during this era, it did work. Um, alright, 19 is, uh, Awakening and Tradewind Rider. I think Charles Awakening. talked about that today, actually. Yeah, Awakening, uh, all creatures... Uh, at the beginning of each, each player's upkeep, all creatures untap and lands. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, untap all creatures and lands. Yeah. So you just trade when rider twice. Yeah, you Is get to trade when, like, it's constantly trade when ridering. Um, okay. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta read trade when rider again. Let's tap, so let's uh, tap two creatures and trade when rider, uh, and it, it just bounces a permanent. Okay, a trade wind rider. Trade trade wind rider is two dollars and eleven cents. Yeah, it's a has great, never it's been a reprinted. Great card uh, for any format that it's legal in. Three and a blue. And it's not bolt bait. <laughs> it is not. It's one four. Yeah. The original uh, Zebra Exarch. All right, here we go. Uh, Eighteen. We're getting into the thick of old school, uh, old type two. Uh, Necropotence and drain life. Necropotence and drain life. Yeah. yeah. So you could just get more cards that way. It wasn't like this. This is a combo in the loosest sense of the of the word. Um, Black Vice and Winter Orb for the next one. Oldie but a goodie. Yep. Uh, Bottle gnomes and corpse dance. So that was that was an explainer. I love this. I love yeah. this. <laughs> that was an explainer. So, Go for it, please do. 
So corpse stands. Um, okay, so sh- let's corpse stands is shallow grave. Mm-hmm. So sorry, Phil. That is this is a tin fin. This is the original tin fins actually. Um, <laughs> where bottled gnome seeds. So corpse stands was two and a black with buyback two. We return the top creature card of your graveyard. Gains haste, exile it at the beginning of the next end step. Now, Shallow Grave exiles if it would leave the battlefield or, you know, if it would leave play at all. Mm-hmm. But this, if you could sacrifice the bottle gnomes and buy back the corpse dance, so you're talking four to black every turn, you get four. to attack for three and gain three life it's every a, turn. You attack for one, they're a one three. Oh, they were not even 3-3? Three, three? Nope. <laughs> yeah. So this is gaining you 3 life every turn. It's a pretty strong combo at coming and in at 16. Getting it for 1. Yep. It's for it's 4 to black to gain 3 life and do 1 damage. That's, that's hilarious. This is yep. What number was this? This was 16. This, this was ahead of 16. Black Bison Winter. This is ahead of Necro and Drain Life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 15? So it, it comes in between... Uh, 17, which was Black Vice and Winter Orb, and 15, which was Necropotence and Ivory Tower, which is a more of a combo, I'd like to say. Well, you know, if you've got Necro in play, you can really set up this Bottle Gnomes thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with uh, Corpse Dance. Then you're drawing three cards a turn. That's that's three cards a turn, three extra cards. Yeah. Of course, it's more Bottle Gnomes and more Corpse Dances. But... All right, four, 14 is one, is one super dear to my heart. Icy Manipulator and Royal Assassin. It's a good one. All right. Uh, so coming up on 13, uh, it's a three-card combo. Berserk, Fork, and Giant Growth. Yep, that's a good one. You do that to a Berserk. <laughs> uh, that's 10. You can do a lot with, like, Berserk, Bloodlust, and Ball Lightning. It's yep. also a good one. Uh, 12 is Urnum and Armageddon. A classic. <laughs> There's an, a hilarious old school deck where you magical hack Urnum to uh, oh, yeah. say Island Walk and then you the kill her with a Merc assassin. assassin. Yeah, so good, so good. Um, all right, Fast Bond and Storm Cauldron is number eleven, which is crazy that that's number eleven. Uh, oh, I gotta read Storm Cauldron. Storm Cauldron allows you to put one extra land to play each turn. Uh, also, whenever you tap a land for mana, it goes back into your hand. That was the best thing you could combo with Fast Bond. Apparently, yes. Uh, so it basically creates, like, a channel. It basically creates a channel, yeah. Um, all right, so then we've got uh, 10, which you almost successfully guessed when I when I said guess guess combo number 10, and you were like Enduring Renewal, Goblin Bombardment, and Ornithopter, but it was Shield Spear in here. Well, you said to guess one of the combos. I wasn't yeah. that, it wasn't that specific. Yeah, but, like, still, that was pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> It's um, a real classic. Infinite damage there. Uh, then we have number nine, uh, Library of Alexandria and Ivory Tower. You love to see it. Love to see combo number eight, Kismet and Stasis. Good one. Uh, is, that in your, is that in your deck? That's in your deck, right? Heck yeah. That is that is my deck. Yeah, I can remember <laughs> if you're playing white or not. Yeah. Um, then we've got uh, Icy Manipulator and Winter Orb at seven. This Oh, you tap the winter orb, so you're gonna tap all your lands. Correct. Or then there was about a there was like a 19 year period where that didn't work, and then they fixed it. Well, here's the thing: is also you can just tap your opponent's land every turn, so he's only untapping one thing. So you probably have like an artifact mana in play, so he get never gets to untap any like any lands, and you keep tapping his one land every turn, so he doesn't like get to get to get back into the game. Right, and you can even just, if you have a board presence and they don't, you can just tap their one land down. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Sylvan Library and Land Tax. This one's great because it's like the caveman version of Brainstorm and Fetch. So Scroll Rack is not released yet? Scroll Rack is released yet, but no one was playing it. Yeah, dude, Land Tax. Ever heard of it? <laughs> so good. Well, no, no, what I mean is like, so they had Goblin Bombardment on the list, right? Yeah. And scroll racks oh, yeah, in the same set. Oh yeah, this goes all set. the way to Exodus. We've talked. We've already talked about cards from Exodus. Right. That's hilarious that they just Tempest, that they, yeah. they couldn't they didn't find scroll rack land tax, which is much better than Sylvan Library. Yep. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, Humility and Orum's Prayer. That's number five. Orum's Prayer. Yep. It, so Humility makes all, all creatures one ones that lose abilities. Orum's Prayer. If any creatures attack, gain one life for each attacking creature. It's an enchantment. 
It's also in Tempest. Yep. So you would gain one life for every creature, and they are all one ones. Yep. That's 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 good. That's irritating. Yep. I'm sure. Four was... is another one close to my heart. Prosperity and Cadaverous Bloom. Great combo. Yep. Also good with Drain Life. Here's one for you, uh, Nate. We've got number three, Reoccurring Survival, uh, Reoccurring yeah, Nightmare, and Survival of the Fittest. You love to see it. Love to see it. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to leave number two out and see if anyone can guess our number two. If you can correctly guess our number two without cheating, please don't cheat. Uh, I'm I, I'm going to figure out something to get to you. The first person that does that, uh, you can hit me, Nate, or Philip, uh, and uh, that that person will win something neat. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you always have neat stuff to get away. Number one, Channel Fireball. Channel. It was not Fire Covenant and uh, Mog. Oh uh, yeah. Mog Maniac, which is basically Channel Fireball. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. That that. So that is the the top twenty five combos of, in nineteen ninety nine uh, of all of Magic up to like Exodus. You know what card did not appear on that list that was legal? Dark Ritual. Dark Ritual. It wasn't on that once. Like Dark Ritual, Hypnotic Specter, better than most of the combos on that list. That humility uh, Ormus Prayer Lock was pretty cool though. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's that like was a whole really a pre-modern deck right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually uh, I've been I've been practicing hyperextended for the Tusk Invitational in Atlanta, and uh, my hyperextended deck, which is, um, which is uh like the pre-modern era of cards, but nothing white border, so no fourth edition, fifth or sixth, mm-hmm. um, or seventh, uh, which leaves out some interesting cards. Can't like play Bolt, stasis. Can't play stasis. Can't play Bolt. Bolt, Lantax, Balance, uh, Bolt, Lantax, Balance, um, Mistress Factory. Swords. No, Swords is an Ice Age. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's Dark Ritual, which is also in, like, Tempest and all the other, like, sets. Yeah. Um, so there's, like, some weirdo cards that are legal, some weirdo cards that are not legal. But anyway, um, I found out my deck cannot beat. Like, it's, like, really hard to beat a Humility. Like they're probably just decks in that fort in that era that could not beat a Humility. Yeah, you like, need you need like a a disenchant. And disenchant's yeah. one of the few ways that you can deal with enchantments. Like Black used to play Nevenral's disc in in uh, Necropotence just so that it, you know if if all things went bad you could get rid of your Necropotence. And and anything else that was an enchantment you can't kill one otherwise. Yeah. Uh, Nevenral's disc is not legal and hyperextended, so that is not an option for me. Um, I, I I mean I'm playing uh, green so I'm like I, that's a blue black I'm playing a blue black deck I, I want to talk about it because it's so hilarious but I also kind of want it to be not like a surprise and I'm like it's going to be so great but I do want people to be surprised when they see the weirdo cards in it there is a, it is a niche format deck. so people will actually know know you and know what you're playing <laughs> yeah it's a niche format um uh there's a wood sage in my deck. So far, we'll see. I would, so, but would say just splashes me into green so that I can play naturalize in case I do have to play against the humility. Um, but yeah, uh, that's a we we're, we're pretty far in and we talked a lot about those combos. But do we have anything else we have to know? Actually, just want to check and see if we had a new Patreon. I believe we, we do. Did. We have Jay Ad- Dixon. Thank you, Jay. Awesome. Thank you, Jay. Yeah. Um, um, and. and... Yeah, that's. I guess that's pretty much it for us this week. I don't think there's anything else to talk about unless you guys have something else you want to bring up. Uh, Buffalo Bills one and zero. Definitely. Excited How are the about Bengals that. doing? Did they lose? Uh, I think they. I think they lost. That's Sounds like out. the Bengals. The Bengals. Oh no! Let's see here. Oh, oh they, that's the preseason. Yeah, preseason. Yeah, yeah. they lost to the Seahawks. Oh, jeez. Phil, are you? Phil, you're not a Jets fan, are you? No. <laughs> no. Well, you never know. <laughs> I, I I say that confidently, not uh, not uh, disdainfully. Fortunately, the the Browns and the Steelers also lost, and the Ravens the Ravens won in my uh, in, in my uh, AFC North. I don't really watch that much sports ball, but uh, I, I I am from Cincinnati area, so I like to keep keep a heads up on the teams. On the Bengals. Sometimes, yeah. Like well, a, a true underdog, the Bengals. Bengals are playing the Bills Sunday, nine twenty-two. Oh yeah, at Orchard Park. Yeah. Ooh. So that's next week. No, it's the week after next. It's the same day as the Grand Prix. Oh. Uh, Bills at Bills, 
were at the Jets. Now they're at the Giants. They're literally in the same stadium. <laughs> and then stay. home. Yeah, I wonder, they're probably having. I mean, they got to come back, but you know. Uh, home for the Bengals, home for the Patriots. That's going to be a disaster at Tennessee. So Bills could have a pretty good opening of the season, and it just gets really hard at the end. Um, Bills at Cowboys. You won't go to that. Um, oh, yeah. You're, you're yeah, close ish to that, from. right? It's only like seven it's, hours yeah, from you. Hours no, three hours away. <laughs> yeah. That's not so bad. Not yeah. I mean, Houston's slightly closer, but they're not playing the Texans. Last, or, uh, geez. Yes, it was last night. It was Monday night. The Texans were playing the Saints, and I was, and my son woke up, and he was like, what are you guys watching? I'm watching football. Do you want to come in? Yeah, yeah. He watched. He was like, and he's like, well, who's playing? I said, well, that team is New Orleans, and that team is Houston. He goes, oh, I want Houston to win because we just went there. Of course, yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then they lost on a last-second field goal, and, like, having to explain that to uh, – <laughs> Like, look, I know a lot of kids by the time they're eight are into sports. Eli's is not like that. Like, he doesn't have the uh, attention span for sports or hasn't traditionally had the attention span for sports. But he came in and, like, the Saints were ahead and then the the Texans went ahead and then the Saints won on the last second field goal. He's like, that sucked. (laughs) Welcome welcome to sports. That's how it is. (laughs) You can just parallel it by saying what it feels like to lose your winning in. Yeah. Or what it's like to be a Buffalo Bills fan. All the time. All the time. All the time. <laughs> except, for, except for on Sunday when they came back to beat the Jets. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's what it feels like to be a Jets fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. Uh, so, okay, so enough sports sports talk. Uh, that's it, right? Yes. We'll All right. Segment, stick to sports. All right. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, we'll catch you next week. Uh, that's it. Have a good one. Can you see any more stuff? It's our good. Keep it up with the Joneses. Stop, stop, any more stuff? Can you see any more stuff? It's our good. Keep it up with the Joneses. Keep it up with the Joneses. Keep it up with the Joneses. All right. Where does he get those wonderful toys?